This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and welcome to episode number 81 of Go To Grandma, airing on Zoomer Radio, Saturday, February the 25th. I'm your go-to grandma, Kathy Buckworth, and for the most part, I'm a pretty balanced person. Why do I raise this? Because this week's show is all about balance. As usual, we'll be balancing out fun and facts, of course. If you're new to the show, you're in for a treat as we welcome back some of the fun and fact-filled guests as part of your well-balanced media diet. First up, fitness expert Marika Peterson is back on the show to tell us why balance is so important as we age, and not just to brace ourselves when our grandkids come running towards us for a full body contact hug, but also in our day-to-day lives to avoid injury. She will lead us through some exercises you can do as you listen along. Take your socks off and get ready. Besides balancing our bodies where people can see us on the outside, we want to make sure we're balancing our insides as well. Nutritionist Leanne Philipson joins me to tell me the things I should be eating more of and, sadly, the things I should be eating less of as I approach my 60th birthday. Fun story about Leanne. Writers might often joke that no one just called them up out of the blue and asked them to write a book, but that's exactly what happened to Leanne. She had just finished a radio interview when an editor at a major publisher called her and said, write me a book. And she did. And I'm glad she did. Why is balance so important? We are all aging and we want to age well, partly so we feel good, but also partly because our bank balance has to feel good also. Our Take 5 with RBC interview this week looks at aging and the cost of health care and some expenses you might not have thought about. Food for thought, which fits into anyone's balanced diet. Oh my goodness, Kathy, can you say balance one more time? Nothing like beating a theme to death. I'll take a little break now to pour some coffee for myself while you ready yourself for Marika Peterson. I'm telling you, it's a real balancing act around here. Balancing, I said, not balance. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to Go To Grandma. Marika Peterson has been a fitness specialist for 39 years and a personal trainer for 26 years. She has three grown kids, four grandkids. She's 64 and she walks her talk. Marika is certified in Stop Pilates, teaches online adaptive fitness classes to seated participants, and is a certified barefoot movement coach. Good morning, Marika Peterson. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. It's my pleasure. How are you? I'm great. And for this show, we're actually going to be talking all about balance. Marika, what is balance? Okay, well, balance is, uh, as defined in the dictionary, it's actually to make something, an object or your body, steady by keeping weight equal on all sides. I just wanted to read that because that, um, yes, it's a noun, but more importantly, it's also a verb. It's an action word. So that tells you it's about movement. And balance is made up of three subsystems. So we've got our eyes, our ears, and our body. And it's all connected. We are integrated Everything sends messages to the brain to keep us stable. So in a nutshell, that's what it is. And it's 100% trainable. And it's really important as we age. I know that when I look at my dad in particular, he's 86. Balance is one of his biggest challenges right now. So why is balance training so important as we age? You know, I mean, ask anyone, ask, ask relatives, you know, people who have fallen on ice. Balance training, first of all, is important um, because it reduces your risk of injury from falling. It improves your quality of life, your your fun factor with your grandkids, uh, and you're more independent. 
you know, face it, if, if you're having trouble balancing, you know, that's going to affect the quality of your life. So we don't want that. And because it is trainable, it's something, especially as we get older, that we all have to pay more attention to. I do want to say that if you or someone you love has balance issues, it's always a great first step to check with your doctor and make sure that there's nothing going on in the inner ear or medications or other health issues. Just wanted to get that out there. No, I think that's super important. Yeah. And you're right. It's it's not just, you know, waiting for that grandchild to throw themselves at you that knocks you off balance. It's literally just your day-to-day activities and keeping balance as we make our way around the world. You're the pro. So what are some simple balance training starters we can practice at home? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. <laughs> you knew I would. <laughs> so basically, every time we get together, I always talk about our feet. But right. <laughs> let's start with just standing up barefoot, if possible. Take your shoes, take your socks off. And my first little um, tip is to work with what we call a short foot drill. And by that, I want you just to stand. You're going to be my, my virtual client here. Okay to stand and root your foot into the ground. And how we're going to do that is you're going to imagine a little piece of paper under the ball of your foot, and you're just going to try to pull that little piece of paper towards your heel without clawing your toes. We don't want the toes curling under. And what you'll find is you're going to get some sort of like warmth or heat or action in the arch. And with that short foot drill, this is going to be the basis for standing and for working with the arch to build that stability. So from there, we'll just go into standing on a single leg. And again, let's focus on the right leg being the short foot uh, drill. So we're going to kickstand the left leg back and just, you know, feel aligned, feel core engaged, all of that lovely um, uh, additional muscle. But then we're just going to lift the left leg. And all I want you to do is hold that single leg up, hold it for a few seconds. And we're going to build on that time. It's a really simple way to work balance just by, you know, figuring out which side is more balanced and building that duration. Obviously, the longer you can hold it, the better it works hips, core, as well as feet and toes. Absolutely. I was going to say, my three-year-old grandson is very pleased when he can stand on one foot by himself. So I should definitely do this around him. So what do we do next? Absolutely. So from there, you know, honestly, you can take that and just add a little single leg hop, add a little uh, calf raise. And you can do this by holding on to a counter, a wall, and just kind of work with feeling comfortable and equal on all sides and play with that single leg uh, by maybe closing your eyes. That's a huge way to uh, up the challenge of a single leg hold. Close your eyes. Try it on both sides, of course. We can also add deadlifts, lunges, you know, that's your base from which to start getting a little bit more creative. There's all kinds of tools out there, BOSUs being one of them, balance boards. Those are all fun too, and try it with your eyes closed. As I said, that's a really super difficult challenge. My other little note would be to create a game. I call this a three-point pickup game. You, you, You grab your sock which you've taken off, (laughs) (laughs) you're in bare feet, and you're going to stand on that single leg, and then you're just going to place the sock a little bit off to the side, maybe on on a chair, or even better yet, work your way lower and lower to the ground. And then you're going to pick it up. Try not to tap that back leg down, pick it up, maybe then put the sock over to the other diagonal of your body. And doing this, we challenge our balance by adding a little bit more, you know, 
diagonal movement. So, you know, there's endless variations of that, but I would start with just picking up one leg. I love it. And I love, like I said, you can easily do these with your grandkids around as well. And in the end, of course, it's going to help you to balance while you're holding those grandchildren that we definitely don't want to drop. (laughs) Right. Grandkids, groceries. Yep. I mean, listen, even standing on one leg and trying to put your sock on. Right. You know, let's make it all uh, adaptable to what we are doing in real life. Put your sock on by standing on one leg. That is a great way to challenge. And yes, you're going to put that foot down. Yes, you're going to, you know, you're going to shake. And uh, that's all part of training. And you are, of course, a proud noni. Is that how you, is that what your grandkids I, call you? And you have, yep. you have four of them and you're proud of them, I'm sure. And I'm also proud of what you've done with your Instagram account. It's awesome. It's Marika Trainer, M-I-R-I-K-A Trainer on Instagram. And you share all kinds of great workouts, activities, including balance, of course, but strength training. Oh my gosh, you got everything. Going. And you're always outside and super fit. And thank you so much for joining us again, Marika. I really appreciate your, your expertise and time on this. Well, I, I really appreciate you. And I just, with my final note, I just wanted to say that the awesome benefit of training balance is that it's full body, multi-system, and you are training for life. Exactly. Nothing better. And that's what we want. Yeah. Thanks again, Marika. Thank you so much. Hey, take care. You too. Leanne Philipson is a registered nutritionist, award-winning and best-selling author of two books, her latest Sprout Right Family Food. She's the host of the fun and super popular Eat This with Leanne podcast and radio show on the iHeartRadio network. Leanne is raising two healthy daughters in Toronto and has a loyal following of thousands of health-minded families that she helps to make healthier choices one mouthful at a time. Good morning, Leanne Philipson. Thanks so much for being on GoToGram again today. Oh, it's so great to speak to you again. So we're talking today about balance. The whole episode is built around the idea of balance. We have fitness expert Marika Peterson talking about how to find our physical balance. So we look good from the outside and we're not falling over. But on the inside, balance is really important as well. And that's why I have you on to talk about our balanced diet. Yeah, and balance looks different now than it probably did even 10, 5, really? 20 years ago in this era of your life, in this season of your life, mm-hmm. and any um, any male or female actually moving more out of the typical hormonal ranges. So we've got perimenopause, menopause, and uh, andropause for, for males as well. There's a lot of different things going on in the body that can be really supported through the diet and through the food that you're choosing to eat. So your balance is is kind of a new one if if you're not aware of that already. And I'm going to say, as I do with absolutely anyone, the key to balance is always having enough colorful fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables on your plate, and then filling in around that. But it gets more specific now, especially to do with protein. Right. And so I'm going to be 60 in a couple of months. We're both April Mm -hmm. babies, I think. We are, yeah. But you're not 60, but I am. And I am postmenopausal. So at this stage in my life, I'm wondering what should I be maybe taking more in of? And you just mentioned, you know, fruits and vegetables. And maybe are there things, Leanne, that I sadly have to cut out of my diet that maybe I've been enjoying before? (laughs) Well, again, it's about finding balance. So at this, you know, stage of life, there are some things that maybe you don't want to give up, but it's 
it's creating that, you know, having the balance of, okay, so a glass of wine or a drink, but also understanding what it's doing to your blood sugar balance. And then how is the flow to your day? So for instance, because of our hormonal state, you know, our, our estrogen is so much lower. And I love that you were talking about exercise because an issue that can happen, especially with women, is that decline in estrogen from menopause is linked to a decreased muscle mass mm-hmm. and bone strength. So the exercise is going to put stress and pressure on the bones to make sure that they stay strong. So yes, you look good, you feel strong, your reaction time is great, you know, less chance of falling over, you can grab for something should you slip or something like that. So that's really important. And the protein really fuels your muscles. So, you know, even if you go for a walk or or you're lifting weights, which is really good, or resistance training, it doesn't have to be that you're actually mm-hmm. lifting weights, but even like can of beans, you know, that that is a weight. The heavier, the better at this stage of the game. But shifting the balance away as much from carbohydrates, from sweets, really making sure that that evening snack attack doesn't really happen can also be helped just by eating more protein in the morning okay. so that your day has a different balance to it really, especially to do with your blood sugar as well. So if I'm starting off my day, I want to start off on the right foot for breakfast. What would be sort of an, a sort of an ideal sort of breakfast for someone like me to have? So eggs, without a doubt. Okay. Eggs are so easy. They're so quick. A handful of spinach, maybe if you've got some leftover broccoli, um, you could do some pecorino grated cheese, put a little bit of salsa on top of it. That's just a beautiful breakfast to be having, and that really should stabilize your blood sugar level. If you need something super quick, it could honestly be an apple and a mouthful of peanut butter or almond butter if that you know that needs uh-huh. to happen. There's other more nuts and seeds and things like that that you can take with you. And the beauty of that is it stabilizes your blood sugar level because, again, at this age, we are so much more prone to what's called insulin resistance that leads to diabetes. So keeping your blood sugar stable, again, creating a different balance for yourself is key and actually makes your day really balanced with energy when you start off right in the morning. So if there's one thing, I always do this with my clients, is start with breakfast. Once you nail that, then you can make adjustments to the meals that happen after that or snacks. And so that's a good point. Should I be having my larger meal of the day at lunchtime or at dinner? I hear this debate all the time. Yeah, it really depends. Doing time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting is also really great for your Mm -hmm. blood sugar level, especially at this age. So it really depends on your flow. If you are doing an eight-hour period of eating, then that might look a little bit more like lunch is your first meal of the day. And what you don't want to do is eat and then within three hours go to bed or have like a really hefty meal and then that's the last meal of the day. So it is better to have it earlier in the day because you're setting yourself up with the calories that you need to burn throughout the day for energy because that's what our bodies do. But again, when you have that have that protein in there, maybe some fat too, then it keeps your blood sugar more stable. So you actually find that by the time it gets to the end of the day, you're not starving looking for that midnight snack or that I'm going to sit down snack or whatever it happens to be. 
Yeah, it's a really good point about not eating three hours before you go to bed. So adjusting sort of that time for if you are having a larger meal, because let's be honest, a lot of us, we do go out for dinner. The dinner's a bigger sure. meal of our day. So maybe trying to adjust that, hey, I can get the early bird special. What do you think, Leanne? <laughs> go like oh, at 4.30 God, yeah. or 5 o'clock. <laughs> There's actually a method to that madness, I guess. There really is. And um, on my podcast, Eat This with Leanne, I just did an incredible episode on sleep, which mm. actually doing the research for that blew my brains. So I'd highly recommend that because it is part of this balance that you're trying to create, which is just amazing, and understanding the implications of sleep and how to get better sleep, which is, you know, pretty elusive for a lot of people at this time in their lives as well. And, you know, I'm 50, almost 52, so I'm putting myself into the same category because things have changed so Mm -hmm. much, and a, a full good night of sleep with all the right sleep cycles can be helped by what you're eating and when. So where can we find your fantastic podcast, Eat This with Leanne? Yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts. So on iTunes, the iHeartRadio, and also on Spotify. And then all the episodes are over on leannephillipson.com. And uh, yeah, I just I keep on trucking, talking about the blood sugar balance, love about it. sleep, all metabolic resiliency. That was another really important one of late as well, definitely for, uh, for us in our age group now. Yeah, and we can also find you on social media, of course, on Sprout Right yeah. and Instagram at Sprout Right at Leanne Phillips and, and Facebook as well. And you have a YouTube channel. I do. Sprout Right and Leanne Phillipson. I told the story in the intro of the show about how your first book and how that came about. It's such a great story. And I was there at your launch. Yeah. We've known each other a long time and you always we help have. me, Leanne. So thank you so much for weighing in on this today. Thank you. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Kathy. Thanks. Take care. Leanne Kaufman is the president and CEO of the Royal Trust Corporation of Canada and the Royal Trust Company. She is responsible for the strategy and overall management of RBC Royal Trust, which provides wealth protection and transfer solutions across generations to high net wealth Canadian families. A lawyer by profession, Leanne is the author of the fourth edition of the Executor's Handbook, a contributor to various publications on the topic of estates and trusts, and the host of RBC Wealth Management's Matters Beyond Wealth podcast. Good morning, Leanne. Thanks so much for coming back on GoToGrandma for our Take 5 with RBC interview. And today we are talking about powers of attorney, what you can expect when you can no longer take care of yourself. Good morning, Kathy. Nice to talk to you again. So, Leanne, a lot of people tend to find our own incapacity uncomfortable to think and talk about. But if the situation does arise, what options do we have when we can no longer take care of ourselves? Well, I think... Often when we're thinking about our planning for the future, we a lot of us know to do the estate, but many of us aren't really focused on that potential incapacity. And so first and foremost, we need to educate ourselves on what does that mean, what are the implications, and what are some of the things that we can do in order to set ourselves and our loved ones up for success. So really talking about the what-if scenarios and who would be there to help you whether it's the legal financial side of things or the personal care and healthcare side of things is an important first step. So really, you know, starting the conversation, do you have a well thought out care plan, whether it's financial or uh, personal and health, as we talked about? I mean, here's one alarming thing to start off with is that, you know, about two thirds of Canadians told us through an Ipsos poll that they actually didn't have powers of attorney in place. And so we, we really want to make sure as a, as a baseline and, and if nothing else, that there are valid powers of attorney for both property and for personal care in place for each individual in Canada so that 
there is a backup plan if something were to happen to their capacity to take care of their own affairs. Right, exactly. So what happens when a power of attorney for property and or personal care is enacted? What is to be expected from the people taking care of you and how much or how little do they have control over? So it can be prescribed by the content of the document itself, but in general terms, let's just talk in general terms. I mean, the person is literally stepping into your shoes. And at least from a property perspective, they can do anything that you could do uh, relative to managing your finances, with the one exception of they can't make a will for you or alter your what we would call testamentary disposition, like the things that you've set up to happen upon your death. So, you know, it's important to get some advice around the types of power that you are giving to those individuals, whether you're giving some, you know, specific powers within the context of those documents, or you are just giving broad sweeping powers. I mean, I think the other thing to think about is who is it that you're choosing to give that power to? First of all, obviously, it kind of goes without saying you want them to be someone that's trustworthy, someone that you you would want to have in that position, knowing that you're not there to supervise or look over their shoulder. But also think about whether it's someone who is going to be in a position to do it, whether it's because of their age and stage at the time when this might arise, or whether they simply want to do it. You know, this isn't something that everyone says thank you Mm -hmm. for the appointment when the time comes. Exactly. Um, So it's really important to pick the right person to fill these roles, the property and the personal side. Any final thoughts on what today's listeners should know when they're going through this process? Really just start with educating and then please make sure that your goal is to get that power of attorney in place if you don't already have it. It is such a complicated and probably expensive, it could be, you know, Um, very hard emotionally process on the people you leave behind if you don't have that very simple document in place. And you're not giving um, yourself or your loved ones any guidance or, or any surety about what will happen when you are not able to take care of yourself if you don't have those, again, pretty simple documents in mm-hmm. place. So, and, and start, you know, don't think this is only something you need to worry about when you're approaching much later stages of life because incapacity can happen to anyone at any time. Absolutely. And I know you shared with me some stats from your Ipsos survey and quite staggering. As you said, 23% of Canadians don't have a power of attorney, don't know where to start. 20% don't think they need one. And as you've just you know, mentioned again, this can happen at any time. So something really we all need to take into account right now. Absolutely. And uh, again, if you think of nothing else, just start to get some education around the topic and make sure you're talking to your family about it. And where we can get education, of course, is by going to rbc.com slash royal trust. And we can also follow along on Twitter at RBC Wealth, Instagram at RBC Wealth Management and Facebook at RBC Wealth Management. Thanks again for your time today, Leanne. My pleasure. Life is about balance, the good and the bad the highs and the lows, the pina and the colada. Right on, Ellen DeGeneres. Thanks to Marika and Leanne for helping us to find balance in our lives and to Ellen for inspiration when we want to feel a little tipsy. Hashtag see what I did there. You can find Marika on episodes 14 and 33 and Leanne on episode 30 if you want and need more from these ladies. Next week, we are saluting even more women as we approach International Women's Day. I talked to automotive journalist Petrina Gentili about some exciting new health and safety technologies we can look forward to in our cars. And have you heard the term social media influencer? Do you really know what it means when their engagement and reach are high? 
tech expert Avery Swartz is back to give us a social media influencer term masterclass. Well, I confess to using the hashtag Grandfluencer on my posts. I asked both of these women about their experiences in the past 20 years in two fields traditionally dominated by men, cars and tech. Fun and fascinating facts from them. Our Take 5 with RBC interview continues with our Wise Women Week as we hear about their Women's Entrepreneur Program. We are women. Hear us roar. Do that by tuning in next week. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her, Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.